weeks just keep getting wackier and busier and more insane. It's a it's a new Loftus party. It's a new episode of the podcast. We're glad you're here. We've it's just been trauma. It's just been drama and trauma and flying all over the country and and medical procedures. But this is how important you guys are. This is how damned important you are to the future of our nation. We got we got we got uh, we got a gypsy with a bad with a bad wing here. We got uh, we got so, how, Give me an update. What's going on? What can we expect? Uh, maybe a, a, a cough here and there, and uh, yeah, I basically um, feel like I've been punched in the throat. But we'll get through it. We'll get through it. That's the dedication. Mm-hmm. That's one hundred and ten percent. Coming, coming at you from across the country in gypsy territory. <laughs> With me, uh, a wackadoodle. It's a mixed blessing. It's a mixed blessing. I was invited to be on uh, Fox and Friends. How do you say no when, when they tell you it's going to be a live studio audience? We want to have you on the couch. It was uh, so, so Thursday. Thursday, I flew out to uh, New York. And and this it's a little bit of a story all unto itself. It was raining in Los Angeles. Traffic was horrible. I gave myself plenty of time. I thought, I you know how you go you do you go to those uh, kiosks to to check in. Mm-hmm. So I missed the cutoff by literally literally a minute, a minute. So a dude from Alaska, I never, I don't fly Alaska Airlines ever. This was a travel agent book, this, whatever. So uh, a guy comes over to help me out because I got I got that look on my face, that that holy crap look on my face. Right. And he, he goes, where are you trying to get to? I go, New York. I, I think I, – I, I don't know why it, it told me I had to speak to a gate agent. He looks at his little iPad. He goes, oh, no, no, no. That flight's running late. You'll be fine. Just go over there, and he points, and talk to her. So there's a there's a lady, one lady, and there's like two people in line. I go get in the line. Mm-hmm. The person that she's helping, it's like it's like it's like a classic air travel horror story. The person that she's talking with and trying to help, she's not fired up. She's not you can see there's no sense of urgency on her part and it's taking a million years. So she looks up and tells uh, the two people in line plus myself, hey, you can go over there. There's another gate agent. She points over, and I go, where? And she goes, right there by that brown wall, that guy. So I know who she's talking about. I go up. I go over. I uh, get in line to talk to that guy, and he's flying through the people pretty quick. He finally gets to me, uh, and he goes, uh, so how can I help you? you have any bags? And I go, yeah, I got one bag going to JFK. He goes, oh, this is just bag check. I can't, I can't rebook anybody. I can't. And I'm like, well, no, no, my flight, it's, it's running late. They did this, they did that. He goes, I can't do that here. I literally don't have that software. I cannot help you. You need to go talk to her. And he points over to the woman who just told me to come talk to him. And now the line is like 15 people deep. So, yeah. So I missed my initial flight to New York Got on another flight, got to uh, – they put me in this – they didn't do it. This is my, my 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 travel people. They put me in this wackadoodle hotel. You ever been to one of those little – I don't even know what they call them. It, it's, it's, it's like a – it's almost like a nightclub motel. They've done this. Uh, Did it have all, the doors on the outside? What do you mean? 
Like, you know, those ones that have the doors on the outside and you walk down like a porch and open the door and go into your room. It's not like no. doors. No, this is oh, okay. this is some Thank like God. some some like shoop, super chic Manhattan. It was uh like on 44th Street. And it's one of those hotels where it's not marked as a hotel. There's like these just two big red doors and then you open it up and there's like like electronica playing and there's people sitting around. Uh, having drinks and you're like, is this even a hotel? And then some person who's like not wearing like any kind of hotel uniform is like, are you checking in? And you're like, I, I, I guess I guess am. so. Like, yeah. So now, the only place modern. I've seen something like that is in France. Yeah. Where you walk the, the, in and you're not sure you're in the right place. <laughs> it would have been awesome if I was like on vacation and I just wanted to see New York, but it was like very off putting. So long story short, I, I got like like three hours of sleep, then went in to do Fox and Friends, and it was an absolute hoot. It was hilarious and fun. The green room was packed. I met Diamond and Silk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met that kid from Growing Pains, who's like the, 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 the he makes the Christian movies now. Oh, Kirk Kurt, Cameron. Um, yeah, Kirk Cameron. I met. Uh, some terrorism expert. It was a crazy packed green room. The show, the Fox and Friends, they got us. They got to stick with the live studio audience. That was the most fun. That was the most fun, and uh, it was a it was a great experience. Super fun. Then it starts snowing like all hell. Oh dear. And Steve, yeah, and and Kilmead, we we're on a we're on a break, and Kilmead's like, so don't you have a show tonight? I go, yeah, I'm in uh, I'm in Evansville. Uh, Indiana and then Steve Ducey's like where where are you flying out of and I'm like LaGuardia and he looks outside uh, and he goes my flight just got canceled Ducey was supposed to go down to Florida for a family trip he's like my flight just got canceled and then that Ainsley Earhart girl she's like I was supposed to go to Puerto Rico I'm not going my you know it's just it's too crazy now and so sure enough my flight gets bumped. I'm going to miss my connecting flight. I oh, go dear. back to the super chic, uh, super cool kids hotel. I'm on the phone with Delta. That was a nightmare. The automated system was a nightmare. Finally getting a hold of a person. Then I, I have to race over to JFK and blah, 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 blah. Then I fly through Detroit. I barely make my connection. We get to Evansville. The uh, And Terrence... Terrence Williams, that, that guy's been hit by a car. He's not going anywhere. Like, like he's got a broken neck. He's not going to make the show. Uh, the The girls in the deplorable choir, they they couldn't make the show. Their flights were all jacked up. It's like, you Away. know, like what, as soon as one airport goes down, they all start going down. Right. So it's me and uh, Brian Hayner. And so Steve That's McGrew is flying. McGrew? McGrew's flying in. Mudflap is flying in. From uh, Denver, he made it all the way to Chicago before his flights started getting delayed. Oh, dear. So now I'm on stage and I'm just going. I'm just going uh, for about a half an hour, 40 minutes. Then uh, Brian Hayner comes up. He he does uh, like a half an hour. And then McGrew had finally made it. So we take a little, inf- uh, a little intermission so people can go get – you know, something to drink and do and do whatever. McGrew, Mudflap, God bless that guy. He like literally, literally comes from the airport. We open up the stage door and he practically went directly onto the stage. So 
so that we did a show at all was was miraculous was right. miraculous so then uh we had rented uh the the, the tour the producers had rented a cargo van and uh, we we load up all our stuff the next day and uh just like drove like seven hours to dubuque and let me tell you something about dubuque that's one of my new favorite towns really? in the in the middle west oh my gosh that place, the downtown, the downtown Dubuque is hopping. There's, they got all these cool little bars. Every building is like older, but has like some cool mural painted on the side of it. Like they are making, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Like they're making their own fun in Dubuque. We played in this historic theater built in like 1910 or something, the Five Flags Theater. Everybody came out to the show. I have to think if it if it wasn't sold out, we missed it by like two people. It was nuts. It was nuts. The show was just insane. It was so far like Nashville was crazy good. Cleveland was crazy good. And Dubuque, holy smokes, they it was it was amazing. It was a, it was probably the best show of the tour. So Bill Maher is completely wrong, and people in rural America and red states are actually kind of fun? Oh, they're awesome. They're awesome. Like, and, and you know it was good. Like, we go back to the hotel afterwards, and, you know, we did, we had done the meet and greet, and and uh, it, it was just so much fun. And, and just just laughing, and everybody's like, thank you. You know it's good when people are like, thank you for coming. Thank you for doing this. It was so great. To, to go out and not feel bad about who we voted for and not to feel bad because we want less government and not feel, you know, mm -hmm. people are sick of being demonized and people had, people had driven in from Chicago. People had driven in from, uh, Kansas city. We met a lot of really, really just awesome people and just had an absolute blast. And I didn't know this. And, and maybe I'm talking out of school, but like Brian Hayner, this amazing uh, comedian guitarist, his son is uh, the, the lead guitarist for this band, Avenge Sevenfold. <gasps> what? I'm having a total fan moment. Oh, really? I love those guys. Are you kidding me? No. I want <laughs> backstage passes. I want tickets. I will listen. I'll I'll get you. I'll 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 hook you up. I'll hook oh, you up. Oh, they are some of. Oh my God. Yes, I yeah. love them. So some like of my serious octane boys. Yeah. So so Brian uh, Brian's son is the you know he's one of the the members and the founders and whatever. He's in Avenged Sevenfold. And Brian and, and his son they have this uh, they have this guitar school this online thing. It's a free online. Like how to play guitar, you know, and how to learn how to shred and play metal and all this wonderful stuff. Every show, we get all these like like kids showing up in Avenged Sevenfold t-shirts, and they're just totally like you just had that reaction. They're like, "It's so good to meet you, Brian Hayner. I can't believe it. it's just it's a very cool mix. Oh, it's no. a very like, cool mix of people. When are you guys coming to Atlanta? Soon. Soon, I will tell you this. Because I get, I get tickets and backstage for that too. I think. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. There's we we're in the process now. We're uh, I got some phone calls and stuff and to make and we're we're there's there's a bunch of wonderful things that are happening. There's mm -hmm. a bunch of wonderful things that are happening. 
So I'm I'm stoked about that. So that's my giant preamble to uh, holy smoke, it was a busy week. And I kind of uh, dropped the ball in terms of I watched like very little news, very little news. Every moment of every day was uh, was just taken. And then I was going to upload a video to YouTube. I was going to try to shoot something. I open up my laptop and, and because I was hurrying out the door, I had no way to power my laptop. The, uh, my, I, left the, I left the power cables at home. So I kind of like, you know, I'll, I'll, Monday when I'm back, it'll be a really busy day. You know, we'll do the podcast. Gypsy and I will record something and, and get it to Kung Fu Rick. And then in the afternoon, I'll make my phone calls and then I'll put a new video on the on on YouTube and I'll write a cool story for the loftusparty.com. So today is catch up day. Here's all I know in terms of uh, the news. Uh, I guess uh, Trump did a, a, a speech at CPAC. That was kind of fun. That was kind of fun. Uh, I so I know that, that happened. I he know that the he flag went... that seemed to really bother the left. <laughs> He's done that before. I where he know hugs the they're flag. so ridiculous. But you know, earlier in the week we had Michael Cohn go and tell Congress absolutely nothing new. Um, yeah, I would. That's the, I was talking about that on Fox and Friends, yep. just about how this guy's story changes so often. He's like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, He's and a like convicted perjurer yeah yeah <laughs> like like i was just i'm watching pieces of it and just laughing i i don't know what else to do yeah well it's like it's like uh it's like james comey it's an exact it, it's a reboot of james comey mm-hmm. where he's done he, he's done something that where he's offended a bunch of people. So now he's like, okay, I have one way out of this. I have one way out of this. I need to sell a lot of books and hopefully the book will get turned into a movie and I'll still be interesting enough where I'll be uh, the subject of interviews in the future. So you just have to kind of flip a coin and go, I'm going to go hardcore Democrat. I'm just going to try to make the left happy. I'm going to say these bombastic things that's going to make these people uh, hopefully love me. And that's what he's doing. You know, he's just, he's, he's laying it all out there. I know I said Trump wasn't a racist, but boy, you know what he is. He what? is. And he never, he never told me what to say, but he'd give me secret messages. He'd give me these looks where I knew. So th- that guy's yeah, going to do jail stop. time. Say what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, just stop. Shh. Quiet now. Stop. It's I, I know, but it, it's like so it's just so utterly predictable. And the people know what he's doing. The people know it when Comey was doing it and the people know it when Andrew McCabe is doing it. So it's just here's the, the interesting thing uh, that I that I thought, I guess, when Trump was doing his speech at CPAC, uh, CNN, MSNBC, all those guys, they didn't cover it. Instead, they they covered the the Bernie Sanders rally in Brooklyn. <laughs> Well, a um, couple things. During Cohen's testimony, did you see what Rashida Tlaib did? I did not. I did not. That She's she, she's a, a, a frightening, frightening woman. Well, there was, behind Mark Meadows, Representative Mark Meadows, there was an African-American woman sitting who has worked for the Trump Organization for, I believe, two decades. Yeah. And when Mark Meadows referred to her, um, Rashida Tlaib told him to stop using her as a token oh yeah that woman had wanted to come and speak i'm like why why would you why would you say that when it was 
her choice to be there. I mean, that's just maddening. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, it's the it's the most racist thing. It's the most racist thing. Well, maybe, maybe the most racist thing is you saying that someone's a token and trying to silence their voice when they were the ones that wanted to come and talk. Yeah, I guess I guess Rashida <sighs> Talib apologized for that off camera. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she and her little compadres there are getting really good at apologizing, except for except for Alexandra, I call her best supporting actress, um Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She doesn't apologize. You criticize that girl and she just freaks out. Well, and and that is that is the classic <clears throat> it really is like the classic young socialist the classic young revolutionary where they are going to tell like i'm on the side of right i have the moral high ground you're an idiot for even suggesting i'm wrong i'm in charge do what i I'm say i'm the boss i'm the boss and then they keep lists like here's someone here's someone who made me mad oh, on my great. rise to power i'm going to get them she is the the poster child for the the scary young uh, revolutionary you know people get hurt in revolutions and i'm sorry but we have to it's yeah she's did you she's becoming quite frightening about the closed door meetings where she did threaten to put moderates on a list no i did not oh my god it was so funny so republicans got the democrats this week did you miss that i missed everything okay so i missed everything so democrats in the house they own the shop now, right? They yeah. decide to put forth their universal background check legislation, which had a whole bunch of other garbage in it that was just literally unnecessary. Um, Rep. Dan Crenshaw did a great video about it. And things like, if a gun was registered to you and your roommate or your girlfriend used it, um, in defense of themselves inside your home, they could get in trouble. It was wow. this kind of legislation, right? Wow. So okay. the Republicans used a procedural move to add to the legislation. So it's not part of the amendment process. It's part of a, what's called a motion to recommit. Mm -hmm. And it's done right before and it doesn't have to be submitted in advance. So <laughs> they do a motion to recommit to add that if an illegal immigrant attempts to purchase a gun, they'll be reported to ICE. Ha. It divided the Democratic caucus because the moderates, like people who were elected around me here in the greater Atlanta area, yeah. voted with the Republicans. Over two dozen Democrats voted for the motion to recommit, so they just round-filed the legislation. And so well, good. Nancy Pelosi and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in this closed door meeting got totally ticked off trying to tell you need to hang it. You need to ignore these things. You need to. And I'm sitting there going, it seems to me these freshman Democrats from moderate districts are smarter than y'all. They can't <laughs> ignore those kinds of things. They have to run again. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. They're not. Their aims. Their names aren't etched in stone. No. On the Congressional Hall of Fame. Some of them really shouldn't have won. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So there, there now there's a fight apparently between Pelosi and her two lieutenants because um, her two lieutenants 
are saying we've got to give these moderates some latitude. These are the people that got us the majority. I mean, everybody needs to realize Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Rashida Tlaib and Ayanna Presley don't represent new Democratic seats. Those are old Democratic seats that have been Democratic for decades. A lot of these folks represent new Democratic seats that had either been lost or that have been gained, and they're coming from moderate districts. If yeah. the party continues to be dragged to the left, those moderate districts are going to disappear. Well, that's the uh, that that's the that's the gamble right now. That's mm-hmm. like, okay, keep going left, keep going left, and then America is going to be terrified of your socialist nature, and you'll be unelectable, and you'll all go away. Well, uh, they my my, lost. my concern is like a lot of people seem to be cool with socialism. That's 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 always that's always my worry that that someone will get on on stage and they'll be in front of the cameras and like, well, this is just socialism and this is terrifying. And uh, a vast number of Americans will go. It's okay with us. We're cool with that. Medicare for all, man. I want free college. Poll of uh, registered voters. Supposedly the two least popular things you can be. As far as the general electorate to include independents are over 75 and a socialist. Yay. So the polling came back. Well, it it was, again, again, Michael, they're ignoring us. They put out some new poll again, you know, people 18 to 24, people 25 to 39. Then they totally skip Gen X, and then they do boomers and, and, you know, the silent generation. Yeah. And so that graph looks evenly split. They never put people our age in the graph <laughs> so I, it's very misleading it is it is it's and it's and it's crazy like i i stayed up late last night as late as i could i was super tired uh watching uh the re the rerun of uh sunday with 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 chris wallace and, and chris wallace mm-hmm. is talking about uh you know the they they were acting like like gun legislation passed they're like, oh, Congress passed this uh, amazing uh, gun bill, nope, and now the Republicans go- stopped it. And that's the second time they've done that to the Democrat caucus, and Nancy's getting a little upset. Well, good, good. And then the other thing is like that there was like this they they were trying to put this horrible spin on the the North Korean talks, and and I'm like. I, I, I don't see the negatives. I, I don't see the downside there at all. So Trump goes over there and meets with little Kim and little Kim is like, well, here's what we're going to give up. And Donald Trump's like, well, if you give up more, you're going to get all this great stuff. And then little Kim said, well, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. And Trump goes, okay, well then we will talk to you later. Like <laughs> that seems like um, the big takeaway. It wasn't like some epic fail. It's like, Okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try doing this. Like, I I don't see where the epic fail part uh, of it was. That's well, like the the Democrat talking point. He couldn't win. When he went over for the talks, the dumbest talking point I heard was that he was doing the talks with Kim to overshadow the Cohen testimony. It's like, no, this was scheduled way before the Cohen testimony, and I think scheduling the Cohen testimony during a presidential foreign policy visit was about as low as you can go, Elijah Cummings, but you do you. Um, So that was like the first thing that like, that just doesn't make any sense. Just real quick, Elijah Cummings, how hilarious was that guy during the Michael Cohen thing? Cause like (laughs) at one point, 
I forget who it was. Some Republican asked Michael Cohen. Uh, so what did you and Adam Schiff talk about before your testimony? And you're like, what? what? And then and then Cohen's like, well, we discussed, you know, topics and 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 what just do Mark Meadows is like, wait a minute. You so so Adam Schiff was coaching you about what you were going to talk about. And man, uh, Lewis was quick on the buzzer. Your time has expired. Your time has expired. It's like as soon as as soon as somebody get it, got to some some real juiciness, uh, Lewis is like, your time has expired. He was like right on the clock. I found that to be hilarious, scary and hilarious. But but continue. I interrupted. Well, then so it became that Trump was going to be so desperate to have positive press because of Cohen's testimony that he was going to give away the farm to North Korea and supposedly many experts were concerned about it. Of course, none of them were on TV, just the people who knew of the many experts that were never interviewed, but that's the way it goes. Then (laughs) he doesn't do that and he's still wrong. Yeah. So uh... there there is no winning with these people. There's just not. There really isn't. There, there really isn't. And then I saw. Then one of the other things that they covered is like, uh, oh, who's the who's the jerk from CNN? Jim Acosta. Uh, <laughs> Jim Acosta. So I guess I guess Trump has taken questions, and and Jim Acosta goes on to CNN, and he's like, well, he he wouldn't talk to the American press. He's he only you know it was very scary to see the way he selectively chose you know, blah, blah, blah. And then then they run down a list of everyone that Trump took questions from. And it was like the New York Times, the like Washington Post, like everybody. He spoke to everybody <laughs> with the exception of Jim Acosta. So, yeah, uh, fake news, fake, fake news. news. There you go. Um, yeah, no, it was just I'm like watch watching the whole thing go down. And I'm like, this is just getting to the point of exhausting. It, it is. Like, it is, and it's got how, you. Got you. Got to find some way to recharge your batteries. Well, how much? How many times can you watch something like that go on, where the breathless? Oh my God, he didn't call on any U.S. press, and then the correction, and that gets like fifty million retweets, right? Yes. Just on social media, so that goes viral, and then the correction. Oh, actually, he talked to the New York Times. He talked to the Post. He talked to. That gets like four retweets. Yeah, it like, is. Uh, it's exhausting. It is, this I, I find this interesting. This is uh, but but it, it's I, I'm I checked into the hotel in Dubuque, and uh, a guy comes up to me. He recognized me, and he and his wife and his friend and his friend's wife they they came in from Kansas City. A very cool dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, well, thanks for making the drive. And this this goes to the exhausting nature of the the fake news and all this stuff. But this guy's like, you know, we're we're talking about, you know, the show and why we're doing the show, and and it it really is like people have to come together, and, and that's it's like the noble part of like. First of all, I love telling jokes. I'm gonna do that regardless. Well, that's and, your job. However, I love that I can tell jokes about <laughs> politics in a room full of people who are like minded. That's mm-hmm. that's the dream come true. 
But this guy's like, well, you know, because we're talking about being inundated with false or misleading news and, and like what we're just talking about, the thing that gets a million retweets. And he's like, well, what do we do? You know, like, what do we do? And I go, we, we do this. We start by talking to one another. Okay, you're not crazy. I'm not crazy. And then let's spread the word and we'll tell other people. So literally, this is the solution. Just talking about it and, and reaching out to other people and, and meeting new folks. And uh, right now, that they do have the control of, you know, they you know CNN and, and the, 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 the legacy media and all that stuff. But when people start... Uh, tweeting that it's it's the wonderful thing. This is kind of uh, interesting too. I'm not a big uh, Q person. I don't. I'm not a. I, yeah, I don't really. No. Yeah. However, the guy who created the video game Minecraft, mm-hmm. this uh, this Swedish dude, he 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 recently. I think his name is Notch. His his uh, Twitter handle. He came out over the weekend and said Q is real. And boy howdy, that's a, that guy has a huge reach on Twitter. And and people jumped on him like like flies on a pile of crap, and just viciously attacking the guy. And he's like he's like when I say Q is real, here's what I mean. Someone first of all, someone is tweeting this stuff. Someone has the account, so that that person is real. And then the second part is, it's making people dig like the wonderful like there's side effects of Trump, and then there's the the, the wonderful side effect of Q is. Uh, whoever is doing that account is like, well, well, look up, dig, investigate on your own. And by, and by having it's, it's, it's wonderful. Like, like citizen journalists and hopefully the citizen journalists will do a, a, a better job than l- the legacy media of actually looking up. Well, here's what this person did. Here's how they voted, but here's the business interest that might be in influencing them. I really dig it. I want Q to get more and more, popular. You know, I don't think, I don't think there's like secret messages, you know, it's like people who thought John Lennon was sending them secret messages in Beatles music. I don't think, I don't think that's happening, but I really dig the idea of, uh, of people sitting around their, their laptops and and their computers and going, I'm going to look up this, this thing. And then you discover, you know, the truth. I think it's wonderful. I think it's great. That's what I'm doing with the Green New Deal and the funding of the various organizations and how we get kids in Diane Feinstein's office. And we've tracked down quite a few of the deep pockets and we're going to be putting it out there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's I think that's that's wonderful. It's like it's like when, uh, you know, Dan Rather went after Bush for trying to get out of, you know, combat missions or whatever. And then it was just some dude or some girl sitting around their laptop and they discovered, no, that, that type font wasn't used in that year. And that's, that's, that's just a good citizen right there Mm -hmm. coming in to save the day. I'll take, I'll take as many of those as you got. Thank goodness. But you have, you, you have a format, you know, you have, you, you have help and, uh, people can, you know, read your stuff and find your stuff. Your, your, your articles are wonderful. And 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 well researched and well thought out. They're they're great. And that's at you can read that uh, at the resurgent. I hopefully I didn't step out of bounds. No but. no no, that's fine. Um, two other people that I think personally, well, three other people actually that I think do great work are AG Conservative. Um, he actually tracks every week the media's biggest um, mistakes. 
Yeah. And where they're erroneous in their coverage. And he does a fantastic job of that. Um, awesome. Andy No. And he's Mr. Andy No. Uh, and Geo is how you spell his last name on Twitter. He does fabulous work. And a young man named Tim Poole. Also. Yeah, I, fantastic. I've heard of Tim. I've heard of mm-hmm. Tim. You can find him at Timcast. And I follow all of them um, quite closely because you see things there that you don't see anywhere else. And that's uh, and that's the the wonderful thing. And so I've gotten I, I really dig uh, and that's where I kind of want to be uh, like helping the, the cross pollination of, of all of this stuff, because that's where it is. It's it's strength in numbers. And like, okay, so this person's doing something wonderful over there. Okay, I'm gonna help you find it over here. And just literally, it's got to be like, uh, like a, a little mini spider web of, oh, I went to theloftestparty.com and I found out about this thing at the Resurgent, and then I, I discovered this thing, and I, and this you know piece of information or this piece of comedy. It's all it, it's all wonderful. It's all wonderful and good. I'm actually in, I'm in a very optimistic place right now. <laughs> Well, it very... seems like it seems like Dubuque put you in a very good mood. It did. <laughs> it really it no it it really did. There's there's tons of us. There's mm-hmm. tons of us and these are insanely fun people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like just seeing them rolling around the hotel after the show and they're being very cool but they're coming up and they're like they're like sincere like Thank you for doing this. Like, like they have the relief on their face, and mm-hmm. people are sending us sending us over shots of Fireball, and people are buying us Ew, drinks. Fireball. And, hey, that we're having fun. It, oh no, it no, literally, no! I get it. It's just I. That's like cough syrup. Oh, I, I listen. Whatever. You, I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna pass. I'm not gonna pass. J- Judgment on anybody. I think it was like a, a comedic. Uh, hey, we're gonna buy you a shot of Fireball, and then I want to give a shout out to uh, to Paul's Tavern. Here's the other. Okay. This is Paul's Tavern in Dubuque. This is the the second one. I'm I'm compiling a list. I'm compiling a list of like the the fun hot spots uh, across the country. It's something else that I want to do with. It was actually the original intention of theloftestparty.com to help people out with like, Oh my God. Okay. So I'm going to, you know, Iowa, where can I, where's a fun place to hang out? Well, if you go to Dubuque, you definitely want to go to Paul's Tavern cause it is rocking. It is a rocking good time. There's a bunch of cool clubs there. And I want to, I want to compile that nationwide. So if you've got a, if you've got a cool hangout, if you've got a cool bar, uh, a great place that hasn't really been discovered yet, let us know at the loftestparty.com. You can actually, you can actually sign in now and post. <laughs> the gypsy figured it out. The gypsy figured it out. The gypsy figured it out. You know what gave it... me hope what? this week? What? What? Okay. I have a totally new political crush. You know how okay. I was kind of crushing on Mick Mulvaney when he was doing all those great videos about spending and all yeah. that kind of stuff? Um, I think Representative Dan Crenshaw is just amazing. That's not a new crush for you. I'm glad that you're you're finally saying it out loud, but like I follow you on Twitter and you've been fangirling on him for quite a while. He is so like so much common sense. Yeah. 
Like, and he totally gets, he had an hour-long interview with Ben Shapiro this week on Ben Shapiro's weekly little podcast that he does, interview show. And Dan did most of the talking. And when he starts talking about where the GOP fails to market, where we're not talking about the right stuff on immigration, you know, how we need to be talking about climate change. Of course, it's it's just like what you said and what we've always said. Of course, we want clean air, clean water, clean oceans, right? We don't want to destroy the economy. So it's just, if if more people like him and that think like him and can can just boil those issues down to layman's terms yeah um would get out would get out and run for office good god i think we could win i i really do and uh helping those people spread the message and supporting those me those people who for uh, whatever reason are great communicators and right. and and can and that's one of the things that I think is strong about you know the, the comedy tour that there are there's jokes there but it's also it, it is it, it feels like common sense but I guess you know it's like it's like Reagan said you know none of this this life liberty and the pursuit of happiness this you know it's not in our DNA it's just not automatically passed down you you have to constantly remind people about the the wonderful nature of this insane experiment the founding fathers launched and you got to you got to talk it up you got to talk it up because if you look around other other governments aren't doing so well other people don't have the the wonderful things that we have and if no. you're not careful you you'll go full on socialist you'll go the way of uh Venezuela and so and I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, but but I, I think it's awesome. It really resonated with me. The people of Venezuela voted for that. They voted yes. for Hugo Chavez. Well, they're like, the OK, first time. Yeah. They're like, this sounds great. Yeah. Let's take the money from those greedy people. Let's split up the oil revenues and we'll all be awesome. And then Hugo Chavez. Well, he made some changes. Then he made you voted him in, and he made some changes. And then you're like, "Uh oh, we don't like this." And then the pe- people of Venezuela, they don't have a Second Amendment. And then there was nothing they could do. Then there was nothing they could do. So with social socialism, you you vote your way in, but you end up having to shoot your way out. And Pretty a much. lot of people get hurt. A lot well. of people get hurt. So let's be very, very, very aware of that. <laughs> and let's be very, very aware that. There's uh, the legacy media, the mainstream media. These, these, they're, they're for this, and they've they've chosen sides, and they're down with it, and and they don't care. They they just want to get that message out, like like the Oscars, and it's oh girl power, girl power, and they're they're gonna really hurt some some big movies with girl power. Here's the the American people are so smart, and they know when they're being force fed a message, and that's why. Uh, Star Wars, the, the the latest one was an was an epic fail, and and, and well, but they're they're going to continue to do just, it. That wasn't true to to the stories. It wasn't. I mean, I'm nowhere near as deep into the Star Wars universe as you are. And when Princess Leia was flying through space, I'm like, what God's <laughs> name is that. Well, the good news is there is like, and I want it to succeed because I am such a huge fan. Evidently, J.J. Uh, Abrams secretly brought in George Lucas uh, for a con- a consult. Good call. Yeah, yeah, and I think Mark Hamill is shooting some stuff. So uh, I thought I'm, he was dead. 
Well, I tell you what, J.J. Abrams, we might you've, – you've got flashbacks. You've got Jedi showing up as ghosts, all oh, that other true. stuff. But as much as, as much as Ryan Johnson threw everything J.J. created under the bus in his movie, we, we might be in dream territory here. We, we might be where, where, where the, the whole third thing movie gets starts rescued? with – with with Ray like waking up like what I just had a horrible dream I had a vision of the future it could all go bad and then Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker says well let's begin your training like he could really you could do that well, you could totally hopefully I don't know we'll, we'll see what happens maybe uh, we'll actually find out what some of those characters were even supposed to mean exactly who but, was you know, Oak? what is all what's going on they're doing their best to to force this message down our throat, which leads me to this. I'm, I'm, I vacillate wildly. Like I was super worried about Captain Marvel. Still am. Then, then I saw some of the trailers and I'm like, okay, I think it's going to be okay. Then I go back the other way where they're, they're recutting the movie. It's not testing well. It's not testing well. So they keep recutting it. Uh, And I'm like, uh Oh, well maybe they're going to fix it in the edit. But now now I'm worried, like, who was the girl that, that had the, the tweet you were talking about? Like, white guys don't, don't come to see the movie? I don't remember who it was because it was just some rando Twitter person. But it was like, I stand with girls and girl power. And we don't need to hear from you white men about this girl power superhero movie. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I'm an anomaly, right? Our friend, artist Angie, Lisa the Geek Mom, we're anomalies. We are emotionally invested in these movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I cried when Loki died. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Tears. He's, he's My your, daughter's he's your pointing at me and, like, gaping fiction. in the theater. I'm like, shut up. Um, you're inserting this character at the end of, like, ten movies before the grand finale. First of all, I'm offended you would do that. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense to me to do that this late in the game. And now you're trying to make the message all about something that's not even true. Did you miss the Scarlet Witch? Did you miss Black Widow? Did you miss the Wasp? There have been strong female characters in this franchise the whole time. And that's the maddening thing about it. That's the maddening thing about it. When you when you start as a fan and you start going, okay, I think this is a mistake. I think you guys are making a mistake. Their 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 default setting is like, well, you just don't like strong women. Like, no, I no, I, really I absolutely do. love them. I, I love them when I've seen them in your movies. Like you just you just went down the list of really strong female characters that no, no one has a problem who, with. Even, Stop saying it's most, a fear of strong women. Other than Thanos, who's been the most powerful villain? Thor's sister. Oh, oh, yeah, that was, ooh, don't get me started there. That was a good look. <laughs> that was a good look. I that's, mean, that's... the powerful characters don't always have to be for good. But she yeah. was one heck of a powerful character. It's, it's, it's just madness. When they, when they wrap themselves up in a giant mistake, and hopefully, hopefully they fixed it. Hopefully they went back and they did reshoots and they've cut it, but uh, I've... And- I've said this to everyone who will listen. You cannot insert a new character in the third act of anything. A stage play, a novel, 
a comic book, a movie. You can't have a new character come in and save the day. And I don't care if the movie's like, oh, but it flashes back to the late 1980s when we like I didn't meet her back then. No. I didn't meet her after <laughs> you're introducing a new character. She cannot save the day. Well, I'm not sure, but I think that's probably the intention. But I mean, and and these dumb women that are gleaning onto the oh look, it's our first female superhero. No, it's not. I, I it's it's madness. And that was there was a great there's this guy robot head. <laughs> there's this great dude, uh, this Australian guy, robot head that I follow on. Uh, I subscribe to his channel on YouTube, mm -hmm. and he just totally just wrecked. The whole just systematically just dissects it like like no one has a problem with strong women. We never had like everyone enjoyed the movie Alien. Everyone watched. Everyone loved watching Ripley be and then Aliens, the sequel. We en we enjoyed it over and over. That Sigourney Weaver ran that franchise and did a pretty darn good job Lara until Croft. until she got political. Until she got political. Right. Everyone will say it was the third Alien movie that went off the rails. And that's when Sigourney Weaver, who had so much power over that franchise, mm -hmm. she goes, I don't want guns. This is going to be an anti-gun movie. And that's was <laughs> swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Yeah. The instant you bring politics in it, just tell me a good story. Entertain me. Wasn't I don't care who's doing it. Angela jo Angelina Jolie is Laura Croft? I will take it. I will I will allow it. Um you know, I just I don't understand. I swear to God, for this generation and and this like version of the social justice warrior movement, history started yesterday about everything. Yes. And it's just you're you're like all you guys are doing is showing your absolute gaps in your education. Yes. Seriously. And then and then all they can do because history started yesterday. And they have no awareness. Then when you, you turn them on to something that historically happened, they immediately have to rip that person down and judge them by today's standards and make it horrible. And that's why, you know, they're eating their own. It's like the whole Kevin Hart thing. He can't host the Oscars. Years ago, he said this. And then, like, John we, we can't have this statue up of, of Andrew Jackson because years ago he did this. Well, y you're never going to win. You're never going to win by judging – uh, people from the 1700s by today's standards. It was a different world. John Wayne, we're going to rename an airport. Yeah, that's that's. Oh, that's that's a whole it's nother kettle. Just of fish. exhausting. It is exhausting. Let and that's why we you, help you. you get enough people you get enough people together, you get enough like-minded people together, then you got a little movement and then you you completely change the narrative. And then it's it's like the rules of debate. It's like the rules of debate. You got to be aggressive and and set your own table and then they're responding to what you're saying. As long as we're as long as a uh, political party or as long as it's a, a political thing like people who just want less government, be libertarian, conservative, whatever you want to tell you, we have to get together so that we can set the table and not be back on our feet. Oh, you have to defend this. Oh, you have to defend that. No, no. How about how about we do things this way and you defend that insanity that you're proposing? That will be the game changer. And that is all about 
starting a movement, getting people together, getting people motivated. That's what we got to do. That's the way out of this. And we it's do great. We have a couple of rules, though. What are the rules? No scolds. None. No scolds. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I get so sick and tired of the right, like, eating its own in a different kind of way than the left does. Because the left has this system of indulgences, and if you apologize, we might take you back and, you know, all of that. Yeah. But on the right, like, I see people trashing Candace Owens or trashing this one or trashing that one because against some kind of purity test, right? Yeah. When I just want to scream, hey, guys, if you don't figure out how to make provocateurs on your side okay, you're not going to win. Because I'm not going to go out and communicate like Candace Owens communicates. But when Candace Owens communicates the way she does, she's effective for a certain group of people. Yes, you and know that I mean? is why that's it, why I've got my long history of defending Tommy Laren. Like mm-hmm. Tommy Laren does so much more good for for people who want less government than she does bad. Like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry that she she didn't stick to your particular talking point about bing bing bing. But like for the most part, keep going, Tommy. Ra ra ra, keep going, keep going, Candace. Ra ra ra, keep going, Charlie Kirk. Keep going, Stephen Crowder. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 you don't, it's like the right doesn't understand. When Martin Luther King started talking, he was a provocateur. He made people angry and, and he shocked establishment people. People we revere now were not necessarily revered when they were in the public eye. And I, I just don't understand. You're not forced to communicate that way. I'm not asking you to amplify these people. I'm asking you to let them help us build the tent. Yes. And and all you, all you have to do is not attack. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. Like when you're thinking about okay, uh, I'm in I'm in kind of a position of power. I have tens of thousands if not millions of followers and you're one of these, you know, uber conservative, uber right-wing people. Like all you have to do is not send the tweet. Because it is Shut a way up. of it, – it's like a social justice warrior thing. It is like, a, ooh, look how smart I am. I'm so smart. I even attack people who are on my own side. It's like – nope. It's, it's self-serving. It's BS, and ultimately it drags everyone down. It drags everyone backwards. And then the left, they're so e- eager to jump on this. Ooh, even the people on the right are attacking. Da, 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 da. It's, yeah, it, it's, no. not, it, it, it's not good for anybody. If you want, this is my, my rule. And I didn't even know what my rule was until I was kind of forced to articulate it. I will happily discuss an idea with you. So if I got into a Twitter thing with Tommy Lahren about being pro-life versus being pro-choice, I will talk about that idea. Yeah. I will talk about that policy issue. I'm not going to attack her personally. Yeah. She's a dumb blonde. Get her off TV. Why yeah, she got a mouthpiece? There needs to, if we, we should discuss ideas on the right. I believe that. We absolutely should. We should have, we should have good debate about ideas. What we should not be doing is attacking people personally. I could not agree more. And that's, and literally that what's, that's one of the things that, that I dig about 
the right is mm-hmm. like there's there's boatloads of people like you and like myself like yeah let's definitely let's definitely discuss the ideas let's definitely have a good conversation and get in there and figure this stuff out however when you start making personal attacks on on Candace or personal attacks on Tommy or or, or whoever it is like you have to ask yourself like are, are you helping or are you hurting are you helping or are you hurting and hopefully uh, you're you're doing more helping than hurting as we as we uh, that was a, a great this is a good show i really I we thought it was gonna I didn't, suck i didn't think it was gonna be this good i was like <laughs> eh, it'll be a placeholder episode whatever uh a sad day today this is kind of like our in memoriam segment because today has not uh, started off well at all and i don't want to leave you on this so we'll, we'll get into it now but uh but the the guy who keith flint the lead Singer, the guy who did uh, Prodigy, the the Prodigy, I mm-hmm. guess. You know, I'm a fire starter. That guy uh, killed himself. Oh, I guess. was That's it suicide? I had I had heard they weren't sure. I hope I, I hope he didn't. It's just it's in, it's incredibly sad, and I wasn't a huge uh, the Prodigy fan, but I tell you what, there were certain nights as a younger man going out and when Firestarter came on that was just that was it that was well, it like I have a, a strong that and smack my bitch up we're <laughs> just like there was just moments where I, I it's what it's like time travel I go right back to where I was and like mm-hmm. it was gonna be a good night it was gonna be a good night so uh, I don't know what happened to Keith Flint and then and then also uh Luke Perry from 90210. He always struck me as like the most genuine member of that cast. Yeah, he he seemed like a genuinely a, good dude. He was he was a genuinely good dude and now I feel bad because I can't remember the guy's name and I actually did a TV show with him. There was another guy, oh my gosh. A guy from 90210 who and I worked with him. No, I worked with him on the Freddie Prince show. Uh, that's where I met him and his his uh, lovely wife. Jason? Oh my god! Uh, oh my god! What's the guy's name? And then I worked with him on anger management. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, we'll riff until then. Who was the girl? Who was the girl in uh, the Transformers? The insanely beautiful woman. I have no idea. Oh come on! Now my phone is going. I never the, the, saw. As, I never as saw people those are, movies. That was my brother's thing. As people are listening to the show they're screaming the name at the top of their lungs and this is we horrible call that audience participation it, well it is it, go ahead and and uh and scream it at the top of your lungs okay that's the movie i'm i'm literally googling it anger management tv show cast here we go here we go here we go i'm going to have okay here we go Selma Blair was on – I just saw that Selma, she was at the uh, – she was at uh, at the uh, Oscars. She f- found out she's got MS, but she still looks uh, fantastic. Do, 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 do. Okay. Are you kidding? Brian Austin Green. Thank the okay. Lord. Brian Austin Green. That guy – insanely funny dude super sweet really great guy uh he, it yeah 
he was on Beverly Hills 90210 and just just a good he looking dude. He was kind dude. of a doofus, wasn't he? He he a comedic doofus. He right. has a character that he does and he he was doing this character on uh the Freddie Prince Jr. TV show mm-hmm. and then we had him in uh in anger management, and he's just got a wonderful sense of timing. He just cracks me up and just is a sweet, sweet dude. And his wife uh, is Megan Fox. Lucky and they were just, Yeah, Megan Fox. It was adorable. They were they, they were just dating. Uh, they're still married. They have kids. Their marriage is working out. But, like, when they were on – Megan Fox was like nobody. And on the set of uh, the Freddie Prince Jr. show – uh, Brian Austin Green was on that, and they were dating, and like I had never seen – it was insane the amount of – they were just in love, just crazy in love. And it's it's great. It gives me, it gives me faith in the institution that mm-hmm. they're still together, uh, and they're a wonderful couple, and uh, she's got pretty good comedic chops too. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm sure Brian Austin Green will have some kind of statement, and it's just sad that like, you know – I, I don't even know. I guess they're they're saying he had a Luke Perry had a he had a stroke well, and then he I passed think he away. He had a stroke sometime like a, a maybe a little over a week ago that was pretty severe and he just never recovered. Ay ay ay. It's just sad. It's just sad. Okay. Well, of of the things that we're uh looking forward to circling back to We'll be anxious to see what they do with Captain Marvel. It could be an epic fail. Yeah, but, I gotta go, so, but I'm not. I'm not excited. I know, I know. The one I am excited about, and and Lisa, the geek mom, who was on our show last week, she just posted a thing to the loftusparty.com literally just moments ago about how she's so stoked for uh, Shazam, mm-hmm. and there's a new trailer out for Shazam, and I tell you, that one looks like a mountain of fun. Just a mountain of fun. A little kid trapped in a superhero's body. It's big. It's Superman. Uh, it's that one. I, I'm very much looking, very much looking forward to Shazam. Just to be entertained. Yes. Yes. Don't yes. lecture me. Just entertain me. It will be good. All right, you guys. So to recap, to recap the show, we have uh, we have opened up the floodgates on theloftestparty.com. We are green lighting people. There's a ton of you. We apologize again, but we got it figured out. It's working. The key to success in this whole endeavor is sticking together, and and you guys have been doing great with that. We're we're sharing videos. We're sharing links. Tell people about theloftestparty.com. Tell them about the podcast, uh, the YouTube channel, all of it, all of it. That is the solution. In my mind, this show has always been about solutions and anyone else is just wasting your time. You, you don't come here to hear us uh, just bitch, bitch. Oh, what was me? Oh, what was me? So you're doing it. And we, we, we've been preaching about about this kind of stuff for the longest time. Reach out to other people. Let them know what's going on. Get on the loftusparty.com. Uh, participate. Jump in. We literally have a tab that says <laughs> jump in. Right? It's fun. It's easy. It's all good. Look for upcoming uh, show dates. We're going to be going to Cincinnati, I think, on the 13th or 14th. No, Cincinnati is the 15th. And then Columbus, Ohio is on the 17th. That'll be great to be in Ohio in the spring. Those shows, I think Cincinnati and Columbus are going to be 
huge uh, like Dubuque was. So thanks for supporting the show. If you're a, a patron on Patreon, God bless you. We appreciate that. That money's going to good use. Videos are getting better. Everything's getting better. You guys have a great day. Have a great week. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Yeah.